Thank you for the beautiful music. How good and pleasant that brothers and sisters dwell together. We gather in the name of God, God among us, within us, around us, ever present. God who works with us daily to bring into light our gifts and talents to be used for the sake of the earth. God who chooses to be linked to us and we choose to be linked to the Creator. Amen. Psalm chapter 19, verse 14. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. John chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. Good morning. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Wow. What can one possibly say in response to that? And how are we meant to understand this word, word? Should we approach it as literal? Should we approach it as figurative? Is it both? Well, we're not going to get much help from the folks at Merriam-Webster Dictionary either, because according to that definitive definer of definitions, literally can now actually mean figuratively, as in, and this is their example, my head literally exploded. Go figure. Literally. All right, let's try coming at the word, word, another way. Let's try something else on for size, he said figuratively. In the beginning was grace, and grace was with God and grace was God. Now that works really well for me, but I have to admit it's on a very intuitive level. So let's try to tease out some kind of tenable relationship between the concepts word and grace. Anything that could at best approach a forgivingly loose approximation would, I think, constitute a gracious start. In a word, how does one say grace? And I'm not talking about that lazy old come Lord Jesus thing we always say at my house before the evening meal. What I mean here is, 
what constitutes the utterance of grace? How do we put grace into words? And for that matter, how do we find grace in our words? Well, I offer you five suggestions. All of them I-M-H-O, in my homily opinion. <laughs> One, for starters, words are mediators. They help mediate that which is inside of us, things like consciousness and subjectivity, with what is outside of us, things like trees and traffic and other people who have their consciousnesses and subjectivities. Words bring people together. They also bring people and things together. The 19th century American theologian Horace Bushnell claimed that words, he uses the word language, but words are the imperfect attempt to formalize that which is out of form, that which is always in the process of becoming itself. Now that's a pretty big idea, I know. But I think what Bushnell was trying to say, albeit paradoxically, is that, uh, is that as mediators, our words are successful failures, little paradoxes, little unscheduled events whose nature it is to try to bind form with that which has no form. I believe he was also thinking about people who have form and God who is outside of form. Two, words are infinite. How do we determine what words mean? Well, we use other words. But then those words need defining. And then those words need defining. And on and on it goes, infinitely. Words are like links on a web page, which take us to other links in the infinitely wide web of the world in which we live, and in which we act, and in which we hope, and in which we love. Three, admittedly, Words can at times be damning. We've all been hurt by them. But I believe that in the end, words are forgiving. Because as was just mentioned, they always pass over onto other words, into other words. My favorite kind of forgiving words is the malapropism. You know, using an incorrect word in place of one that is similar in pronunciation. And my favorite kind of malapropism is the one that, in its error, saves itself by creating an invitation to a new kind of meaning that sheds new light on the very subject that the error seemed to obscure. For example, a student of mine once intended to write the term self-esteem, but instead wrote self-as-team. The more I thought about it, the more I liked it. Having self-esteem is a lot like treating yourself as a team. Here's another one I found in an essay. Altruism is self-sacrifiction. <laughs> right? Everyone, everyone got that? Altruism is self-sacrifiction. The unconscious blending of sacrifice and fiction is suggestive of so many alternative meanings that, bo that both work with and against the original presumed intent of self-sacrifice. Paradoxically, it is an inaccuracy both begat and forgiven by its own accuracy, a self-correcting error. How could such a gifted mistake not be forgiving? Four, 
Horace Bushnell believed that the most powerful words are figurative words. He argued that the symbol itself is a special kind of linguistic event and that it is the closest that language could ever come to the divine. For Bushnell, the symbol is a divine disguise. It's imaginative power deceptively revealing the supernatural through the natural. In another sense, and in other words, symbols have the imaginative, transformative power of saving words from the rigor mortis of fixed meanings and singular definitions, freeing them up to mean both A and not A at the same time. After all, are we not, in Martin Luther's terminology, both saints and sinners at the same time? Five. And finally, the loveliest of words are the words that, when spoken, simply soothe the soul. They are the symphony of syllables that serenade our senses. Perspicacious, tingle, rhubarb, boomerang, ping, flibberty gibbet, Buddy the Elf's Francisco. So where are we? As mediators between worlds, as infinite agents of forgiveness, as redemptive transformers of meaning, and as lovely little music makers, words are, have been, and will continue to be the everlasting gift. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Maybe grace has already been said. And now that I've thought about it, maybe that lazy old come Lord Jesus thing doesn't seem quite so lazy to me anymore. Come Lord Jesus, be our guest, and let these gifts to us be blessed. Amen. Holy God, create in us passion for truth. Set free in us words that tell truth each and every day. Take our words and place them into action. God of all beginnings, awaiting for us when things end, steer in us your light, love, mercy, and peace.